0: The Rick and Joe NFL Draft Show, powered by NFLDraftScout.com. Oh, yeah, baby. We're back at it again. It's another edition of the RIC and JOE NFL Draft Show here on the All Access Football Network, presented by the NFLDraftScout.com. As we record this show, we are one week away from the 2019 NFL Draft. Can you feel it? Can you taste it? Can you smell it? Because I sure can. We can't even sleep around here at the NFL Draft Bible. We're so anxious and getting ready. Of course, we're going to break it down with the star of the show, Joe Everett, director of college scouting, never leaving a stone unturned, a huge part of that 2019 NFL Draft Bible now available over there at the NFLDraftScout.com. You go up there in the menu bar, you'll see the link for our 2019 draft guide. Hey, it's just different. Uh, we have you know, a, a ton of interviews, uh, of course, hundreds of scouting reports, players ranked not just for this year, next year, years beyond, agent representation for each prospect, official combine numbers, seven-round mock, the list goes on and on and on and on. So if you don't get it, if you don't pick it up, you're just not as prepared as the man next to you. So with that being said, we're going to have some fun today. It's going to be our, our, our uh, on-air mock draft. I'll have my final mock 3.0 up on the NFL draft com. Uh, been so crazy. This is a very unprepared, uh, mock draft for me to walk into, but we're just going to, you know, do a little top 10 scenario, do the top 10 picks. How it could all unfold and play out a week from today and to, talk about it and be about it he is the man at joe w everett make sure you give him a follow we welcome him into the sports management worldwide hotline right now joe how are you today
1: i'm doing great week away i'm at nashville i can hear the country music the bluegrass it's all uh, i'm pretty fired up uh, this i can't believe it's like someone hit the fast forward button i mean i swear it was march like uh, a week ago
0: Oh, baby, sing me that honky-tonk. Can't wait, of course, follow us on Twitter, at NFL Draft Bible, for exclusive coverage throughout the draft. Of course, we'll have uh, podcasts each and every day. So if you like what we do, like it, subscribe it, share it, comment the Rodney Dangerfield of podcasts over here. Joe, hey, man, it's a week away. Here we are. Uh, A lot of talk about how, you know, the NFL kind of put the kibosh on some teams around the league. Don't spoil the number one pick. We want to build up the drama and the suspense for that number one overall pick, but I think it's pretty much uh, the worst-kept secret at this point that the Cardinals, they just unveiled their uh, season ticket package video with the schedule release and everything, and, uh, you know, it's amazing. Every player on the team is on there except Josh Rosen. Uh, So let's read between the lines there. But we're going to have some fun today. Gonna do the top ten mock draft. You, my friend, get it off number one on the clock with the Arizona Cardinals. We're gonna put that Stephen Kime thinking cap, not the drinking cap, but the thinking cap, no, on, you know. and say, know. Hey, talk about what that number one overall pick is gonna be.
1: Never drinking draft. That's a, that's what we say at the Bible. Um, uh, you know, despite, uh, the, you know, you, you, guys that like to play your draft props out there looking at the Vegas numbers, there's some Kyler Murray's numbers are dropping. It was minus 1200 around this time last week. Well, minus 500, minus 600 on some books. So, uh, um, well, you know, maybe some casinos are getting a little sweaty about it.
0: Yeah, that's, that's interesting right there. Um you know and i think that's going to be one of the cool things about this year's draft even there was a little bit of it last year but especially here in my home state in new jersey oh my god the floodgates are open and boy oh boy <laughs> uh the fan duels and and the draft kings i mean they are just pumped up about having these nfl draft prop bets and i think it just adds to the excitement and the uh the drama and and the fan you know wanting to tune in and find out what what's happening. Of course, I think it's like 7 or 8 broadcasts, Joe. I mean, how far has it yeah, come? It used pretty. to be ESPN, then then NFL Network when they launched and then, you know, slowly but surely now it's 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 trickled uh, across. I mean, aside from the Super Bowl, <clears throat> this is the second most watched sporting event in the United States. So, uh, the NFL draft hugely popular. Uh, I'm assuming you're going with Kyler Murray. Did you want to add any uh, analysis to your selection, or are we just going to move on?
1: Not really. I, I think uh, that's the whole reason you're changing the offense, and like you mentioned on that promotional video, it's just the only reason they can't put any shots of Kyler Murray, otherwise he'd be in the <laughs> in the hype train video as well. <laughs> right. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm putting him number one, and we can go to the Niners.
0: All right, well, I'm sure they have their uh, Kyler Murray jerseys already printed up for draft day. No doubt about that. Of course, he canceled his visit, uh, you know, to the Redskins earlier this week. And, hey, seems like a done deal. Uh, Let's move on to number two, which would be the San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, they've gone defensive line, you know, quite often in the recent drafts. But we're going to go back to that wishing well one more time because, Joe, as you know, Next to a quarterback and arguably left tackle, the next most important position is someone who can get after the quarterback. And you know what? Uh, Nick Bosa, I think, is the best at doing that in this year's draft. Now, you want to state a case that Quentin Williams is a a better player? Hey, I, I can't disagree with you, but I can tell you this. There's a lot of great defensive tackles. There's a lot of very good pass rushers. But when you have the chance take someone who can get after the quarterback, that translates to being a difference maker and a cornerstone. And, hey, you want to talk durability? Even if I get Nicky Boy for 10 games a season, sign me up right now. I'm about that Bosa. So, number two, San Fran, we got Kyler Murray, number one. Nick Bosa, number two. Not much drama so far, Joe, but things could get interesting when the New York Jets come up at number 3 how do you see it unfolding i i, I don't know
1: i mean it's it's going to have to be chalk here too uh, i think they they'd love to have uh, bosa but I, to tell you the truth though you know you look at your trade down candidates the jets have to be primary uh 49ers amongst them too you know uh, that quarterback needy team maybe uh, that this where the Jets are probably making moves because they made that big move last year and lost all those second-rounders. you you got to think they want to uh, recoup a little bit of that, but sitting right where they're at, uh, Quentin Williams staring me in the face. Now, it would be between probably the Kentucky rusher, Josh Allen, I guess, and Quentin, but I've got Quentin so uh, highly ranked, and uh, just where they're going, uh, it, it's, you know... It, multiple front. I mean, you can't say they're just going to be 4-3, but the way Greg Williams has liked to run that in the past, you're going to need some more than Nate Shepard and McClendon and, you know, unfortunately, boy, Henry Anderson, changing teams so many times, running to a three, he's going to have to change teams again. But anyway, uh, I think you add the best interior defensive lineman there and just flat out best addition to your front seven. No offense to the rest of the players on the board, but I think that's Quinnen. Um, he, he can play either of those tackle positions. Uh, I, and, and just adding him to this defense, really, I think folks that are upset Jet Jet fans, well, that coordinator's real aggro. You've got Jamal Adams. Uh, you just picked up CJ. Mosley. you got a bunch of other backers that can play in Williams and Lee. I don't know what they're going to do there, but, like, you add Quentin Williams to that. This this defense is to have real teeth and fangs here. I don't know if they're there yet, but... Uh I, I say top top player available is Quinnen. I go him over the, the edge rushers on the
0: board. Well, you know, I agree with you. I had Quinnen there at number three when I did my mock earlier this month, which was on April 2nd over at the NFL Draft Scout. And, yeah, hard to argue. You know, you, like you said, you pair Quinnen up front there, next, play him next to uh, Leonard Williams with Quinnen Williams, and then uh, you got you signed a linebacker. You got Jamal out of hey, solidifies the defense up the middle. That's for sure. <laughs> They're not going to be giving any plays up the gut uh, w- w- with those guys, you know, man in the middle. So uh seems to make sense. Of course, uh, Greg Williams there in New York now, and he'll implement his scheme. And, and uh, you know, Quentin Williams will be uh, uh, an exciting toy for him to tinker with, no doubt about that. Now, uh, number four, <clears throat> a lot of people differ. With where the Raiders were going, you, you know, you hear they might want a quarterback. Uh, I'm not sure this is where they do that. Uh, you know, obviously they have to find a playmaker on offense. Uh, they have to replace. Um, well, they gained they gained a playmaker on offense with with Antonio Brown. The, the point is, when you're picking number four, you have a lot of needs. And the long version short of of this is going to be, hey, when you're rebuilding like the Raiders are, you want to find guys with Raider DNA. And John Gruden comes from that old school Al Davis mentality. And you know what? To me, I'm going to stay true to my board, and I'm going to assume Chucky and and, uh, Mikey are on board with what I'm thinking, and I'm thinking – I don't care where you play him, but I'm thinking Ed Oliver is the third best player in this year's draft. I don't care you line him up inside, outside, linebacker. I don't care. Uh, I just think he fits the mold, the Raiders mentality. Now, I know they took P.J. Hall, I think, last year from Sam Houston State in the the third round. You know what? Find a way to get Ed Oliver involved on that defense, and he's going to – he's going to change the Raiders image he's going to be a big part of it and I think you know with with the kind of personality that a and a presence that Oliver brings on defense to kind of match that intensity of Antonio Brown on offense I think all of a sudden those are your two cornerstone uh, blue chip players here for John Gruden your thoughts Joe Uh, you know what, that's an
1: Al Davis-esque
0: pick, I, I, I think, because
1: Davis, it, it was always BPA, I want a star. I don't care what, if it, it's defensive tackle, as a wide receiver, I bring me a star-level player, and that's what you're taking with Oliver, I think, and you want to restore that Raiders legacy, that's where you go about it, and um, that's the real intrigue about this whole draft, man, especially Thursday night what are the Raiders going to do with all them picks? Are they going to make them all? Sure, there's going to be some wheeling, dealing, but they're the stars of Thursday night, man, and that's what I'm chomping at the bit just to see, you know, what does Mayock get this control? Are they going to keep making brain picks? But this way, they take Oliver. I think you really feel good about that to start your draft because, like I said, that's just that's a blue chipper, man. Uh, I know it's not. It's, the whole draft process hasn't gone ideal, but man, I'm I'm sleeping pretty good at night knowing that I've got just a rare specimen that I just took off the board. So, uh, also though, it's the created quite right the head scratcher for Tampa here. I'm sitting on the board thinking, now nah, they're they're not going to take that guy. That's probably going to go Josh Allen. I mean, that's 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 where they're going. But I, I've also got, I think. Um, a real good off-ball linebacker staring me at the face. He's going to go real soon. So it's just uh, I'm 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 juggling Devin White. I'm juggling Josh Allen, and right now I'm I think I'm I'm going chalk with Josh Allen here. Um, and probably Buccaneers fans hate me right now because they love Devin White. I love Devin White too, and nothing wrong with him. But I think they're just going to kind of status quo there. They still have Levante. I, I think Dale Buchanan's on the roster now, and uh, they, they they could probably hold up with but the what they don't have right now it's Noah Spence, Shaq Barrett. I d I don't think they have really any answers on that on that uh stand up edge, at least guys that have done it before begging me mean, maybe Jason Pierre Paul uh transforms into that, but they need a guy that is like that real flamethrower stand up edge guy that can do a number of things and i I think the Kentucky edge rusher Allen's gotta go here, um that's probably what Tampa do but if 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 I've got an alternative pick, it'd definitely be devin white but uh now, I think that they need that edge they need somebody that can just set it out there and and uh really the the way their roster's made up the, the how they're changing. Uh, with Todd Bowles defense that it's going to be a whole new look. I I believe in Tampa. I'm not any kind of beat writer trying to make read tea leaves down there, but uh, with the coaching the way it is, I think they, they need to draft a new kind of player and that's Josh Allen.
0: Makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I had Allen going six to the giants, in my last mock because he's the Jersey guy, Montclair in the building. And, Well, you know, that brings the Giants up on the clock at number six, who also need someone who can get after the quarterback. Now, the Giants need help on the offensive line and defensive line. And, again, we're recording this show on uh, April the 18th. I just listened to Dave Gettleman's entire hour-long press conference meeting with the media. Joe, hey, Mm. if I got to take him at face value and go by his word, I mean, they're not selecting – quarterback here um right you know he, he's going to stay true to the board and you know what I know is they didn't have a first round grade on Darnold last year so I don't think they have a higher grade on any of these quarterbacks here this year and I thought you know I got a chuckle today you know I thought the the punch line of the whole press conference was you know, we went into the season last year thinking that Eli Manning has a lot left in the tank, and all he did last year was go out and prove that. So, you know, not only not only are they being not being coy, I mean, they're you know they're pretty much putting all their support behind Eli in terms of what I'm taking at face value, and I'm going to take Gettleman at his word. So, with that being said, they need help on the offensive line, they need help on the defensive line. More importantly. They have to get one of these pass rushes, right? Because when they come back on the board, I think at seventeen, chances are <laughs> they're all going to be gone, right? So you got to go out and get the best one. We've talked about the minor heart condition discovered in Montez Sweat at the combine, as you brought up on the previous episode, Joe. Not as serious as a Maurice Hurst. They did let him perform and work out at the combine, and oh, by the way. Uh, I don't think it's been reported out there. Caleb McGarry, a guy that we like here at the NFL draft Bible from Washington, also with a very similar heart condition uh, detected at the combine also was allowed to work out uh, just a side note there. So with that being said, I think, you know, you got to, you know, the dominant performance at the senior bowl, dominant performance at the combine. Uh, we remember, you know, JPP doing 18 somersaults and, and, uh, you know, Sweat has got that kind of athleticism getting after the quarterback. Gettleman, I think, was in the front office in some capacity when they selected JPP. Don't think he hasn't forgotten that. And Sweat will come in and immediately start. Listen, when Lorenzo Carter is your best pass rusher, you got to get one here at number six. So we're going to go back-to-back with the, the edge rushers, Yeah, Josh Allen, Montez Sweat. And listen, I like Sweat more as a traditional 43-hand-in-the-dirt defensive end Betcher plays that 34 defensive uh, uh, scheme, figure it out.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I, I like the pick, man. Uh, not only do you add just like a freak of nature to it, but it's, it's a whole new scheme. It's, you, you got to get new players in the building. So uh, no, nothing wrong with that one. Uh, I also, man, listening to Gettleman talk at the Combine was just – so frustrating because I got the same impression you did. It's like, man, they're not taking a quarterback. He's just settling in with Eli, and he's fine with that. And, and yeah, he backs that up with the press. I'm just – I'm sorry, Genets fans, just from that perspective. But uh, you're not getting a bad player in sweat, and you do have 17. And what I think you said that it's also true, that this edge run that we're kind of forecasting here, I think is going to happen whether it starts at 5 or 6, but by 11, 12, uh, yeah, they're going to be gone. And, and teams in those uh, late teens or, the, you know, the, the 20s, that's that's not going to be uh, good enough to get, like, the I, – I don't know. Like, we'll see how, how the rest of it plays out. But uh, I'm about to take the second edge rusher, three in a row, and I, I think that's what Jacksonville uh, – I don't know. They, to me, are still uh, a, a roster in pretty good shape. I mean, you've got a lot of... Well, I hate to overuse blue chippers, but that defense is still got those two corners. Uh, those two linebackers are basically the carbon copy of the league now. That's what everybody wants to tell them, Smith. You, you want Miles Jack. You want a running back athlete that's just chasing people down like a rabid dog, so... Uh, Uh, What they do need, I think, and they're not afraid to just pile up. They've done it in the past. They'll do it again as Edge rusher Brian Burns, uh, keep them in the state of Florida the combine I think has people salivating but just the 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 upside the profile the potential he is that that Burns is just um he could do a, a whole lot and I don't know people that say he's just for a stand-up pass rusher I think that's that's not correct at all I mean he he, he could be a base in I think he could do a lot but um That's like I said. This forecast of edge rushers—that's that's that's going like I don't think that's uh, uh, far fetched, man. This uh, this is right where they're going to fall in line, and um, this kind of similar to the way my uh, most recent mock is
0: going to come out is going. Yeah, you know, hey, listen, I even you know factored in the heart condition when I was just selecting the previous pick with the Giants. I I considered, hey, do I go Burns here? But you know what? I I think Sweat has slight edge on most teams' boards. You know, I know we're we're high on Burns here at the draft, bible. I think we have him as our number two edge rusher. So, um, you line him up now with uh, Ngakwe, and, you know, I think you got still uh, Calais Campbell there who can move inside, outside, and now, you know, boy, that, that year the Jag- Jaguars made that little run in the playoffs they were getting after the quarterback. So, I think you know you throw burns into the mix now and and that's a dilemma. So uh I like the pick. I think you know people are going to be surprised at how high Brian Burns goes but not here at the NFL draft bible. So hey, three pass rushers in a row. Let's switch it up. Offensive side for Detroit number 8 and uh you know poor poor Matthew Stafford, you know, he's facing all this criticism and heat and you know, they they go off, they trade away Golden Tate, they, they trade away Eric Ebron, and you know what, uh, you know, Kenny Galladay has shown some flashes, Marvin Jones, you know, not a bad receiver, not sure you want him to be your wide receiver one, uh, Danny Amendola in the mix there, how many games is he going to play, I don't know, why not get uh you know uh Stafford a uh, uh, a legitimate weapon here and not just a legitimate weapon but the best tight end in the draft TJ Hawkinson one of the best tight ends I've evaluated over the last two decades Joe I'm I'm plugging him and and plopping him right there in the starting lineup maybe even you know line him and Jesse James up in some two tight end sets the Eric Ebron experiment was a huge failure but you know what we uh pick ourselves up we dust ourselves off And we move up and we move on with T.J. Hawkinson.
1: Hey, uh, whenever and wherever you pick Hawkinson, it's not a bad pick in this league. And to be honest, I'm sitting here with the Bills pick, pulling my hair out because that would have been my selection without a doubt. Uh, Clear upgrade for that roster. But I think even with the Lions, man, it's – Sure, he might be gun shy, tight end in, in the first round, and all that. But I think this is a guy, like you said, your run formation, your your stacked, You need blocking. You don't take him off the field, and he's no slouch in the receiving game. And really, that's I don't know what they do with the. I think Marvin Jones, his contract might be up against it. Danny Amendola, no spring chicken. Kenny Galladay needs that help in the passing game. You know, it can't just be him. So I did nothing wrong, nothing wrong with taking Hawkinson. Like I said, I'm just, I don't even care where the landing spot is. It's like, nope, that's a good pick because how many multiple tight end formations every team is using. And, and that's to where these tight ends, man, they're, they're going to go high. And anyone says, like, why are these uh, players like Fant, he, he, I'm not going to pick him for uh, the Pills by any means. But uh, I, I just think, like, that teams, don't be surprised if teams trade up for him too like the Colts like that's a team I just
0: the I so would the not be shocked. Got the, the Patriots have equity em. and that yeah and that yep. would be just a uh as seamless as possibly imagined, right? I mean, but you know the Patriots rarely rarely do they trade up, but this might be the one exception. So uh
1: where they yeah, got Squire Jenkins and our our boy Jacob Hollister. Shout out Jacob <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. Holla. laughs> You
0: know,
1: but it. you know, beating around the bush. I'm I'm wasting time because now I got no pick for the
0: Bills. <laughs> 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 really, <laughs> it's a shock
1: <laughs> just to see Devin White still on the board. Uh, I'm not going mm. there either, though, because the Bills. I mean, they just uh, broke down that door uh, last year. I think the the smartest thing to do, just flat-out good business decision for them, uh, best tackle on the board, best lineman on the board I've got. Uh, some would argue maybe it's Jonah, uh, Dillard, but uh, I'm taking Taylor. Uh, that's my guy from Florida. Um, you know, uh, offensive to some, not over here. I think he's so sound and uh, the, the base strength he has, the program he's coming from, uh, this is a really good, fine factory from Florida there. I mean, well, what, the highest paid tackle in the league? Where'd he go to college? Check that and get back with me. So I'm taking Jawan Taylor.
0: Well, that's going to be interesting because, you know, Joe, you and I haven't even had a chance to speak this week, but I'm hearing conflicting reports on Jawan Taylor. I, I've heard some teams have him medically flagged where he's completely off their board entirely. Um, I think there's some knee and back issues there. So, yeah, like a medical, know. like a toe or something. Yeah. So, like, I'm not, I'm not calling you out here on the, on the pick because it could be completely fugazi, um, but I think it's something worth considering, and you know, putting out there because if you get to draft day and you wonder why guys like Sweat or Taylor or McGarry slide, well, you know. This is just what we're hearing, but you know, from a pure talent standpoint, hey, I'm a Jonah Williams guy. That's me. I think he's the safer play. I, I do like Dillard's upside and athleticism. Um, <clears throat> I heard a really, you know, we're not huge into stats, but I heard an interesting stat. I think like 77 or 78 percent of the plays that Dillard lined up in were were passing formations. So, uh, you know, probably going to just from a lack of reps, you need some work on the run game. Obviously, if you got the NFL draft Bible, then you uh, already are educated on that. But, uh, hey, Jawan Taylor, uh, again, going to be an intriguing uh, situation to see where he lands. And, you know, a lot of people thought Deion Dawkins would be a guard coming out of Temple. All he did was step in there at left tackle and play very admirable. But I think, you know, if you could could put Taylor at left tackle and – put Dawkins maybe more in a natural right tackle type of position. Hey, Josh Allen uh instantly uh becomes better because he has more time to throw, so I'm on board with it when you get a new franchise quarterback, you got to protect the assets and you know, uh Denver has a new quarterback. I'm not sure he's a franchise quarterback anymore, but he is Joe Flacco and uh The Broncos are coming up here at number 10. So, you know, just to recap all the selections before I get to the final one, Kyler Murray came off the board at one to the Cardinals. Nick Bosa of Ohio State, number two to the 49ers. Quentin Williams, the Alabama defensive tackle, coming off the board to the Jets at number three. Uh, Ed Oliver, the defensive tackle out of Houston, going to the Raiders at number four. Number five... We had Josh Allen from Kentucky, uh, the pass rusher, going to the Tampa Bay Bucks. In fact, we had three straight edge rushers coming off the board. Next up was the Giants with Montez Sweat out of Mississippi State, number six. Number seven, the Jaguars uh, with Brian Burns, the in-state product out of Florida State, edge rusher once again. And then the Detroit Lions were on the clock, and we went with T.J. Hawkinson out of Iowa, who the Buffalo Bills were salivating at number nine, thinking they were going to get Hawkinson, but instead had to settle with Joe's top offensive tackle and Jawan Taylor out of Florida. Um, Quick observations. Greedy Williams looks like, according to our mock, Joe is going to slide here. Uh, Hold that thought. Let me make the 10th pick. Devin White. Uh, Again, I agree with Joe. I think he's in consideration here as high as number four. You know, John Gruden remembers those days having Derrick Brooks in Tampa Bay, I think, you know, could be in consideration at number four. Of course, Tampa Bay at number five, I think, is also a possible destination for Devin White. And again, at number six, hey, I find it hard the Giants would pass up on an edge rusher. But, hey, the Giants haven't had a uh, dominant linebacker like a Devin White in a very long time. But he winds up to the Denver Broncos at number 10, uh, which I think, you know, is, is an ideal fit. Fills a need. Best player meets best need. And, you know, hey, this is a intriguing spot, number 10, because if Denver does not pull the trigger on a quarterback, Joe, uh, you got Cincinnati at 11, Miami, at 13, uh, Washington at 15, the Giants at 17. uh, All these teams now could be looking to move up because uh, according to our mock draft, no Dwayne Haskins in the top 10 either. Uh, So quickly, your thoughts on Devin White with the Broncos, and we'll talk about some of these guys falling out of the top 10. If
1: this pick happens... I'm ordering the jersey the minute the commissioner announces it, bro. It's, it's going to be styling. I'm going to be sty- The next time you see me, I'm going to be rolling in a, in a Devin White jersey. That is fact. Uh, I would love this pick. Uh, I think it's exactly what we need. Um, we got, I think, our two guys. It's Todd Davis, and, and God bless you, Todd. Uh, he's, done, he's played so well. Just so much beyond what I had expected. Uh, for him, and they drafted Josie Jewell, and you know, really solid player. But man, this would just be a star level linebacker that I don't think we've seen since oh Al Wilson was man in the man in the John Mobley. I mean, we'd have to go back in the day, and even then, like uh, Devin White is just uh, an athlete beyond what 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 they were. So this is. Uh, Yeah, this would be exactly what our defense needs. Our defense. But yeah, the Broncos, I think this fits the need. Uh, It's the perfect player. And then on the quarterback slide, I think that's real. Uh, Folks, just to let you know, I was eyeing a little prop on Bet Online Uh, Josh Haskins, over under 10.5 pick. um, and, And I believe the over is at the plus. It's only plus one ten, but still, like I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's legit. We're look, like Good you've money. been. I think we we're on last week. Cincinnati is like your kind of uh, that. That's the target area. But even then, I would I wouldn't be surprised he falls a little bit after Cincinnati. So uh, I think the slide is real, hey, hey, and
0: that's, Hey Joe, one other factor too. Once they tr- once they pick up Kyler Murray, I mean, I don't think you br- I don't think you go to camp with Rosen and Murray both in camp. I think Rosen gets dealt on draft day, hey, one of these teams make mm-hmm. trade for Rosen, and then he, and then Haskins slides even further. Exactly.
1: And who's to say? I mean, some teams, maybe they've got Locke, maybe they're Daniels. I mean, it takes only one team, obviously, but uh, I'm with you, too. If uh, I am that quarterback-needy team, I'm looking at Rosen. I'm looking at uh, a lightly used uh Toyota Forerunner or like the Camry or something with ten thousand miles that was garaged i mean this did josh rosen they the the Cardinals they paid the ten plus million already you've got- you've got the the cheapest starting quarterback you could ever draft here, so yeah i I think Rosen has to be at the top of a lot of it still. Quarterback needy teams boards if they're if they're looking at it right and just like a buck to dollars man like the Cardinals already
0: paid all the signing bonus that's that's a heck of a deal. Very interesting stuff, Joe Everett, Rick Saratella breaking it down for the 2019 NFL Draft just a week away till Nashville. Uh, make sure you get that 2019 NFL Draft Bible available at the NFLDraftScout.com. dot com. Uh, if you're listening, we are putting a limited edition of hard copies. If you want a book, if you want to touch it and feel it and taste it and lick it, you can have a hard copy book. But we've only got about 20 or so that I can actually put up for sale. It's 30 bucks. It's a guaranteed uh, two-day shipping, so you get it before the draft. Uh, listen, we don't have a lot of them. The, the the price of printing and the shipping and everything is pretty costly. So we're not, we're really not making any money on it, but if you want one, it is a collector's item. Uh, it is a great reference and a tool. So, uh, you know, email me, RIC at NFL draft com, And I will tell you how you can reserve a copy. Uh, Joe, just a couple other quick thoughts on our top 10 mock draft scenario here, uh, with us just running through that whole situation, the first third you know a third of the way through the first round only one quarterback off the board how confident are you still feeling and i don't know what the prop bet is if it's three and a half or what the over under is for quarterbacks in the first round many people have assumed it would be the the, the four with haskins Locke, and and daniel jones how confident are you still feeling that these four guys still come off the board in round one uh, you know Uh, A couple weeks ago, I'd have probably given you
1: 75, 80, and now I'm a little closer to 50. (laughs) It's getting iffy. I mean, especially the way we break down this scenario, which to me does look pretty realistic, but I I still think it's going to happen. You get to the late 20s and those teams that haven't addressed it. I'm a team, and I am a Daniel Jones guy. So, like, if it's 30, 29, you know, you, you trade with uh, the, the Packers who have that extra pick or or the Rams who maybe don't feel like they just want to get an extra couple, a second and, you know, what have you. I think that's where Daniel Jones will find his way in. And I think people may be shocked how high Drew Locke goes. I'm not, you know, Drew Locke's biggest Supporter, but uh, from what we're hearing, man, a is there's a lot of teams that are uh, pretty souped up on him. So I, I think he definitely fits in, and somebody's gonna jump in on Haskins' wagon. I I wouldn't do it, but uh, someone's gonna some. It, like we say, it only takes one team. So yeah, I still believe it's four. Um, I'd, I'd stick to that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, listen, when you get there later in the in the draft, you know, you got Raiders at twenty seven coming up uh, for the third time, and uh, the Chargers at 28, I mean, probably not what they're set out looking to do, but, um, hey, if one of these guys falls, you got to at least consider it, right? Uh, even New England at 32, if one of those guys, quarterbacks falls there, uh, it would not shock me. So um, the other quick observations, Joe, Um you know, just one offensive tackle in the top ten. How about uh, Greedy Williams, though, and Rashawn Gary? looks like these two guys are destined to do the, the green room slip and slide. I think Greedy is more likely to
1: to be the slip and slide as opposed to Gary. I think, as we said, once again, one team, like the very next pick here, Cincy, they don't take a quarterback. Uh, you bring in Rashawn Gary to start wrecking stuff, uh, you know, you don't really have another player. And what if something happens to Geno Atkins again? I think Gary would be a nice fit right there. I, th- I think Gary, um, if he doesn't go top ten, he'll he- he'd be going soon. Whereas Greedy, you know, you here's some things that uh, it's not exactly ideal in interviews. I mean, and some of the athletic tests were all right, but not like it's not across the board. Uh, I would agree, though. Like, uh, I'm not nuts about this corner class, but if you got to have a one, he's he's probably your consensus. But I, I think this is a little more uh, close to real life, and what we'll see Thursday. I, I don't know that greedy is a, a top ten player. Maybe I'll be uh, eating some crow on that uh, in a week. But I don't. I think that slides. That
0: forecast is a little more legit. All right, we shall see. One week away. Uh, one last one, Joe. The wide receivers. A lot has been made. How many will go in the first round? That might be another prop bet uh, Vegas puts out there. You know, for me, I, I think Hollywood Brown is a lock. Nobody's a lock, but I, I think Hollywood Brown is in there, and it, it would, it would. I would just find it hard to believe that 32 teams out of 32 teams there's got to be at least one team intrigued enough to take a DK Metcalf here in round 1. How many when do you see the first receiver off the board? Is it uh, over under the, the 20th pick where Pittsburgh picks? Is there a receiver off the board before then? And how many receivers make their way into this first round?
1: I I think it's two max. And I'm I'm with you. I, to me, Hollywood fits in just because he's the one that you you have proof that he could take the top off with that speed. And I'm I, I don't care that he didn't run. I know it's a list, Frank, but I, I'm 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 confident that kid can can run for days, and that's what you're drafting in that case. But uh, I don't know. DK is such that that the uh, the medical red flag is so funny. Lasting images should should really count for something, and everyone's lasting image somehow is. DK running that 40 time, or the picture with his shirt. The lasting image I have is him with that neck brace on the sidelines and me wondering, man, is it over? Is it over? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i not a doc. I don't have these NFL team reports, and I hated seeing that because that's all the thoughts start roaming through my head at the end of Ole Miss' season. There's my lasting image, folks. So I think teams won't forget that. And uh, I, I just it, – it, it's it's so odd. For me to, to see, you know, a player that like that and it's oh yeah, he could go top ten. I'm like, really? How about that? I'm I'm looking at more of like um and maybe I'm see, I'm probably drinking my bathwater here, but I think Akeem Butler has a chance. With that testing numbers, the circus catches, the background, I think late uh late first round a team might get itchy, but that's where I've got that second receiver going. Um I think um, sort of like mid twenty, like Baltimore, it seems like. Uh, at least I'll, I'll just unveil. I've got Baltimore taking Keem Butler in, in my mock draft that's about to come out, and that'd be my number two receiver uh, that gets drafted. Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, probably two receivers there. But still, it's just – I can't see three going. It's just such a weird – like every wide receiver in this class got some holes, and it's such a different – I don't know, so many different flavors in this class. It's just, it's so team dependent at this. I'm just so not enamored with anybody to put them and prop them up into that round one conversation. It's, um, to me, it's Hollywood Brown and then a lot of different style of guys that that, that I think one of them sneaks his way in. But that's, I just can't put three, uh, definitely no more than two doing it. All right,
0: there you have it, Joe Everett director of college football scouting here at the nfl draft bible never leaving a stone unturned follow him at joe w Everett, of course follow us at nfl draft bible for exclusive draft coverage between now through the week uh we'll have loads of podcasts and and all kinds of good content of course we've got our positional previews coming out every day up on the nfldraftscout.com which is where you can get the 2019 NFL Draft Bible. Woo! It's a beast. Uh, make sure you cop that. NFLDraftScout.com in the menu bar, the, the 2019 draft guide, and uh, you will unlock the magic. You'll be more prepared than some of these NFL teams are uh, when it comes to the draft. And, uh, Joe, we got a few minutes left to play around with if you want to talk about anything, get anything off your chest. I thought it was funny. We talked about the Josh Riz. And, again, we're broadcasting here on a Thursday, April 18th. Uh, We'll be up by tonight. Of course, it'll run all week long. Uh, But as we were recording, we talked about the Josh Riz and not being in the Cardinals hype video. And it, (laughs) it made its rounds on the social media, boy, didn't it? And wouldn't you know, just about 20 minutes ago, while we were on the air, the Cardinals released a new <laughs> a new 2019 hype video, <laughs> and this time it does include Josh Rosen. So, I mean, are, are we that petty that we actually give a funk, Arizona? I mean, really. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you know what you're going to do. Like, you took the time, like, the poor video editor. Like, dude, we're getting crushed on social media. You mind – you mind making a new one? Hey, hey can you throw some Josh Rosen in here? Jazzy, you don't. Oh, oh please. I'll <laughs> I mean, just one more. It's, it's too much to ask.
1: And it turns out, you watch the video, and it's a shot of Rosen with a backpack walking down the end of the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, incredible Hulk
0: music. <laughs> oh, poor guy. But but thanks um, for the effort. <laughs> yeah, no, I just... You know, I just thought it was funny. It came across (laughs) my laptop here as we were on the air and, uh, man, it's just, uh, incredible. Uh, but you know, like I said, I learned about Juwan Taylor the other day and, um, there was a, a, uh, well, do you have anything you want to get off your chest? I'm about to give everybody a real good sleeper. I got to go back from one of the scouts that put on my, my radar here. Um, Anything you want to talk about, though, Joe, before we wrap up the show? Oh, just uh, there's a reason why we bring up Rosen uh, almost every
1: podcast because it's fascinating. Uh, a quarterback that so many people had so highly t- – like how where we are today from where we started. So in defense of that, and then it's Rosen, Calamari, uh, and the Raiders. That's the story of this whole draft. I, I mean, that's it's uh, that's what makes this year kind of – fascinating outside of uh i'd say what the hell are the steelers doing uh, i think i'm borderline wanting to say it's a franchise like uh uh they, uh, they may have lost their rudder there and then uh, if i've got any info uh i don't know whether it's info to anybody in seattle but they're not making that pick after all that money it doesn't give russell uh and and they have so few picks this year, I think uh, that's uh, God. If I could find a draft prop on will Seattle make that pick at twenty, that'd hell no. They're getting rid of that. They're getting extra picks. They're getting any kind of assets they can to kind of uh, rebuild the dam and uh, make a little extra, tighten up some corners there. So yeah, I've uh, I would bet my bottom dollar Seattle will not even make a first round pick uh, this year. Hey,
0: Joe, I don't know about you, I was a little bit surprised they gave Russell Wilson all that money because when they went to the two Super Bowls like that, uh, my logic was, well, hey, they're paying him on his rookie deal so they can kind of allocate money elsewhere. Um, I was surprised to see them dedicate that much money to Russell Wilson, were you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was more surprised on the Russell Wilson end. I thought him and his baseball agent would see what Kirk Cousins done, did, and be like, ooh, let's play that game. And uh just wait it out until we get the next next deal and and in the meantime make all that dough but uh no i think I think if you' are Seattle there, you've contented a fan base that just got real worried uh, over an off season of saying, "Why have you been going away from Russell? Why are do you not realize the identity of this team and the special window we have and I think right there uh the twelfth man just got a real shot in the arm, more more so than anything. Like that uh it's like okay, uh Pete Carroll and John Schneider are not crazy.
0: Joe, I don't know. I just don't view him as an elite quarterback though, and we're paying him top not just good money, but top dollar. Uh where would you you know I'm not telling you where to slot him specifically, but where do you see him in the in the Back tiers around the leg. Is he a top five guy to you? I, I mean, he might be borderline top 10 for me. Really? Oh, this is difficult for me to say, because when he was coming
1: out, I was one of his biggest skeptics, man. I mean, biggest now. But uh, right now, I put him in uh, just like five, six. Uh, I got him ahead of Ryan. I got him ahead of Goff. Uh, right now, I got him ahead of Brees. I think that kid's special. Wow. I got him ahead of Watson. I got him ahead of wow. Roethlisberger. I've got it. Wow. I, I mean, I'm looking at it.
0: Mahomes, <laughs> who don't, Luck,
1: who don't you have Rogers, <laughs> Mahomes, Luck, Rogers, and then I, I, I'm looking at Rivers and, and Russell. Russell's special. That's the capability. Where
0: does Tom Brady fit into the equation here?
1: Oh, man, he's done. He's yesterday's news, man. He's got rusty rings. he got rusty rings. <laughs>
0: No, like he, I said,
1: hey, or then he's I'd so say five or got, six, right, hey, but
0: I'm, he's got, he's got the rusty rings, but he's also got the new shiny ring too.
1: Yeah. And, and one heck of a wife. Let's not leave that out. But uh, now <laughs> I, 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 I hold Russell Wilson in very high regard and uh, I think there's just been no team around him the last two years. Uh, right now, uh, I, I think that's, that's one of the best quarterbacks in the league and like I said I was one of his biggest critics coming out uh okay. but he is and in my mind I'm just uh, I've I've doubted him for so many times I'm done doubting that kid he's uh, he's just damn good
0: wow all right well some very choice serious words Uh, from the one and the only Joe ever. When you see him in the streets of Indianapolis, show him the respect he deserves, even if he is wearing a Devin White Broncos jersey around town. Hey, for real, for real, if happens, no lie, no lie. (laughs) Well, you know, I told you I was going to get you a good um, small school sleeper that I'm hearing some buzz on, and this comes from a scout, uh, the Tarleton state running back and a shout out to our guy uh beau marchant who's been all over him xavier Turner, the running back from uh Tarleton state i'm hearing there's a late buzz uh on him and i'm trying to uh i'm trying to dig up his uh pro day numbers as we 're speaking, but there's some late buzz on this kid xavier Turner, the running back out of Tarleton State. Our uh, our guy Beau Marchant has been all over him, um, so I just wanted to put that name out there. And you know, there's always a few guys that you know uh, slide through the cracks. And I uh, think we had a write. I can't remember. I know he's on our our big board. I'm not sure if we had a write up on Xavier Turner. I think we did, um, but whether we did or we didn't, I want to make sure we put it out there for the people to hear and know and be educated. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, the, these, these pro day numbers, man, they are a little bit harder to, uh, track this year, you know, between, uh, the lack of coverage and, uh, and the, uh, added responsibility of putting together. Here we go. Oh, Tarleton state wrong player. Uh, almost had it for you guys. Well, I won't bore you with uh, my scrolling suspense, but, uh, Joe, unless you got anything left to add, I know, uh, We'll be back counting them down next week. I'm excited about um, next week. We'll be counting them down pretty much leading up to the draft uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We'll have recap/slash preview shows. So I'm excited for that. Just about every day we'll be broadcasting. So, uh, unless you got anything else to say, I guess we'll pack it up and pack it in so we can begin. Cool. I think it's safe
1: to assume that uh, y'all can expect a draft prop show at some point during the week. We will uh, be breaking that <laughs> on down. So don't go,
0: don't go throwing your chips down without talking to me for Yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. We've got to get that in for sure. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Hey, like I said, New Jersey is projected to be the number one gaming uh, state in the country. They're, they're expected to surpass – the gambling revenue of Las Vegas uh, as early as 2021, 20, 2020 or 2021, New Jersey will have the number one intake from gambling of any state in the country. Uh, so again, I, I think it adds another element to the NFL draft. We will talk about some of those odds, uh, some of those prop bets that I'll be looking to make uh, a pretty penny on. Hey, we covered this damn thing 365 days a year. Why not? uh, roll some dice a little bit, right, Joey. So listen, uh, Joe Everett, (laughs) Rick Saratella, uh, the NFL draft Bible, Tarleton state, uh, everybody who's contributed
1: to the show. (laughs) We've
0: been breaking it down all year long. And we got one week left to go. Uh, so listen again, comment on it, like it, share it, tell a friend about it, but most importantly, don't be left in the dark. Uh, 2019 NFL draft bible still time to get the PDF download and limited edition hard copy if you're interested again 30 bucks we will uh, send it 2-day guaranteed and you know you'll have a book hard copy uh, to refer to not only for the draft but for your fantasy football draft we've got skill positions galore out the gazoo you want to know about Xavier Turner and all those late round guys? Well, then pick up the NFL Draft Bible only at NFLDraftScout.com. Up there in the menu bar 2019 NFL Draft Guide. Uh, till the next time, keep it locked. We had some wonderful interviews this week. Of course, the GM Junior Show with Russ Landy. We did our uh, linebacker preview this week. Also spoke to John Wilton, just a a legend in the game as a player, as an agent, as an executive on and off the field, but more importantly as a human being, 83 years old, just retired as the executive director of the Fritz Pollard uh, Alliance, but I mean, hey, we talked some really good war stories when he was there in Dallas with Tex Graham and Gil Brandt and Tom Landry, and then uh, we He was also there for the transition when Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson came in and talked about that, talked about being the director of player personnel for the Eagles and then uh, coming on board with Ozzie with the Ravens. And Man, just uh, the the knowledge and and the stories in that interview alone, if you're just a football fan, you definitely have to check that out. We'll have lots of more podcasts this upcoming week, like I said, just about every day, so uh, keep it locked, check us out. Again, Joe Everett, at Joe W. Everett. Rick Saratella here at NFL Draft Bible. Till next time, everybody. The Rick and Joe NFL Draft Show, powered by NFLDraftScout.com.